Hello and welcome to The Fathers, episode number 55, where two different kinds of fathers, a married dad of five kids and a Catholic priest, we're at friends talking about sports, beer, movies, and the everyday joys and challenges we share in common. I'm Don Bettinelli. And I'm Father Chip Hines. So, Father Chip, uh, happy Thanksgiving. Yes. We are in that, uh, that that strange period of time. Between Thanksgiving and Christmas? In Advent. In Advent. We haven't yeah. even started Advent yet. I know. Uh, and we're going to talk a lot more about Advent later on. Later on. Uh, including the weird timing where uh, uh, the fourth me, week of Advent. I just don't even want to think is, about it. Is as no days. It is just brutal. <laughs> but we'll, we, uh, we'll get into we'll that. We'll get into that. So, but Thanksgiving, what what'd you do for Thanksgiving? I went home to my, well, I went to my parents' house. I, I shouldn't call it home. It's not really home. They live in <laughs> Plymouth now. We grew up in Reading. Um, anyway, they live in Plymouth, which is America's hometown and where the first, obviously the first Thanksgiving was. Um, so it's kind of a big deal down there. Um, did but, you see the annual uh, protest? No, but my brother did. My brother, <laughs> the cop was working protecting the uh, protesters. Yes. And uh, so that was fun. He he got home. He, he, he gets back for dinner late every year because the protesters tend to uh, go past their allotted time for whatever reason. Um, but I went to my parents and, you know, there was about, I don't know, 10 or 12 of us and it was a good size, a good group and food was good as always, um, you know, all the fixings of turkey and everything and the correct kind of cranberry sauce from a can like <laughs> God intended it. Um, plus some, you know, homemade goop that somebody made. Ugh, I can't even look at it. Um, and then uh, I had the annual fight over that with my father about the which cranberry sauce. Yeah. yeah, which is better. Um, and, you know, it didn't get resolved again this year. Uh, I say a pox on both of your houses. Why? <laughs> I don't like cranberry sauce. Oh. Although I have to admit uh, that Melanie and, and Isabella, my oldest now, uh, have been making a cranberry sauce that has a lot more orange in it. Hmm. Like, so it's an orange cranberry. Interesting. And it kind of ki- kills the... Cranberry a, you don't a little like bit. Cranberry? I don't like. I don't like the tart fruit thing. I, really, I like my fruit to be sweet. Interesting. <laughs> um, the thing I like about the canned variety of cranberry yes. sauce is that you can you can spread it easily on your turkey if that is something you desire to do. You could take a big a circular slice, big circular off. slice, and you have it right there, and it doesn't move, and it doesn't slop around on your plate, and contaminate other contaminate things. Contaminate other things, exactly. Mm. That's what I like about it. And, and you know, in the post-Thanksgiving uh, sandwiches, it just goes slides right in the middle. Oh, it's perfect. Yeah, I can it's see perfect. that. It's perfect. It's the perfect food for <laughs> Thanksgiving. For It's the perfect, <laughs> you know, condiment of Thanksgiving. You know, this other homemade stuff is ridiculous it, you know and it may in that homemade stuff may taste great i have no idea because i'm not tasting it i'm eating why why, ca- tr- why switch from something that you know works exactly to that may not work exactly i'm agree i am like that with a lot of different uh different things yeah. i mean it may it may not be fancy it may not be new right but i what i what i like what i like i like what i like exactly so it should be respected that's right <laughs> So for me, um, in my house, I do the uh, turkey. I cook the turkey yep. and the gravy, and I do my stuffing. So this is another one of those situations where I have my family's stuffing recipe, and then Melanie has her stuffing recipe. We make, we make both. Oh. Um, so she, uh, because my family stuffing has sausage in it. I love that. Like bulk sausage. and That's know, awesome. Bell seasoning. And it's just, it is what it is. Right. It, it sounds good. Yeah, it's good. It is good. And it's got bell peppers in it, which 
you know, I think might be the problem. Yeah, that might be an issue for me too. Yeah, I, I put some red bell in there though, just to kind of usually just all green bell pepper. Mm. Uh, not a huge fan of that, but uh, so I. I've, I've, but couldn't you make that recipe without that? Well, yeah, but then it wouldn't be the recipe. <laughs> Oh my god! No, it's gosh. tradition. Tradition is important. What if your mom like made that by accident? Like she accidentally put a bell pepper in, and from that point on, she like felt like she had to because, oh my gosh, everybody's gonna think this must be a bell pepper in there. I think actually somebody liked it. My dad always liked bell peppers, uh, including green bell peppers. So it I was. That, I think that was part of it. So are they big chunks of green bell. No, no. Well, when my mom made it, it was big chunks. I, I, you know, chop fine. Chop fine. Yeah, it's I, I. I you know, I, I did it up a little, a little extra. You know, I, I bring okay. the recipe forward a little. All right. Well, that's. Fine. But it's still tradition. The tradition. I mean, this is the thing. This is with Melanie and I. Like, there are some recipes where we just have completely different uh, ideas. Like, we can't, we can't have lasagna in my house. Why? Because for me, lasagna is noodle, sauce, cheese. Period. Okay, couple different kinds of cheese, but noodle, sauce, cheese. Her lasagna has like spinach and carrots and mushrooms and i'm like i i, I want a that's lasagna not, i don't want a salad that's not lasagna yeah exactly it's it's some uh, and i would add to yours meat i'm not i'm not opposed to meat lasagna but that's not my family lasagna my family lasagna is sauce pasta cheese you know there's egg in there there's you know yeah, parsley we, we have meat in ours and that's fine but but see that we're so far apart like like i could go with that but Melly and I are so far apart on our conceptions of, of lasagna that we just can't make it. But no. but at least at least her, with Thanksgiving we make both kinds of uh, okay. stuff. Yeah, her idea of lasagna, I'm going to tell you, sounds gross. It, well, again, of course, I agree. It's yeah. some weird like southern. Besides, she's hippie lasagna. She's Texan. She's not like Italian. What does she know about lasagna? It's, that's what I try to say. But you know, you're Italian. I know, but you know, there's some you things you know from lasagna. Just you know, for harmony in marriage, you just there's some things oh you don't gosh. you don't go there. So I just I do without for now, and and I you wait. Can't have lasagna. Oh well, see the thing is, is I wait for the big holidays like Christmas uh-huh. or Easter, when my sister my sister's the great lasagna maker in my family. Okay. And when my sister Francesca makes the lasagna, then I then I dive in. Oh, good. Like literally, almost. You know. So once a year, or twice a year, you get lasagna. Yeah, I mean. I, the, her lasagna is so good. I don't even bother to order lasagna at restaurants. You probably because I'll only be disappointed. You might not be. I know because you're, I've always been disappointed. I see. Yeah. So I see. Well, I I don't know. My my mother makes two kinds of stuffing for some reason, and I'm not sure why. One is the regular normal yeah. stuffing, and then the other is this oyster stuffing. Mm. I I had accidentally took some oyster stuffing this year. It is disgusting. <laughs> it is the most disgusting thing ever. I like oysters. I'm not sure I want it in stuffing. It's disgusting, dude. It's Let me tra- tell you. I mean, again, it's one of those things. It's sort of traditional, I suppose, but it tastes it tastes like fish, and it so it get that you get that fishy taste and fishy your bready thing. Yeah, I, I I hated it. I was like, oh, but I didn't say anything, and I was just like, all right, no, 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 no. I just dumped more of the other the real stuffing on my plate and just kind of. <laughs> covered it up. I'm what, like, what did I see? I saw it was on a TV show and I don't remember what TV show it was now. It might've been, might've been a movie, but I think it was a TV show where the guy was giving advice to mm-hmm. a young man about marriage. And he said, um, always take, uh, was it 
eat whatever your wife makes. Mm-hmm. No, this was a is a YouTube channel actually. It was a um, Stranger Every Day. Uh, Stranger, Smarter Every Day. I was thinking of Stranger Things. Smarter Every Day. This guy who does science experiment things. But he was talking about like uh, uh, marriage. Yeah. For whatever reason, he's like his dad told him, "Eat whatever your wife puts in front of you and ask for seconds and don't say a word." Hmm. I I I buy by that. Like whatever my whatever Melanie makes. I eat it, mm-hmm. uh, and I always take seconds. I don't. It doesn't matter whether I like it or not, and especially with the kids, because you got, you know, you you got to, um, you know, the doorbell thingy. Uh, <laughs> if you heard that, well, there you go. Yeah, let me turn that down. Uh, so, um, but especially with the uh, with the kids, because yeah. they're always complaining about. Right, so right, I have right. to set the example. No, no. True. Your, your true, mother made true. this. This is what's for dinner. No, that, that that's true. I and mean, we, I mean, for the most part, that's what we did as kids. And my dad always did that. But, but you didn't say anything. No, because no. you didn't hurt. You didn't want to hear your mom say. Oh, I, I still don't say anything. Exactly. Hopefully, hopefully, she doesn't listen to the podcast. I'm pretty sure she doesn't. <laughs> because it's just like my wife doesn't listen to the podcast. That's right. I'm pretty sure my mother doesn't even know what a podcast is. So, um, so like I said, I was in charge of the the turkey. How'd it come out? Uh. It came out pretty good. So the thing is, is every year, like we get, we have this problem, which is we get the turkey. Like, we, do we buy a frozen turkey? Well, if I buy a frozen turkey, it's going to sit somewhere for a week to defrost. Yeah. If I buy a fresh turkey, well, we got to go on Monday and buy it. And then it's going to sit somewhere for three days to defrost, to to not, to, to just to stay cool. Right. So I ended up putting it in a cooler on the back patio. With a bag of ice on it, and then two big bricks on top, so that the coyotes that live in, uh, live in the neighborhood now couldn't get in. Um, and it, so that worked out. And then I needed to brine it because I just, I've, I just, I well, last year I didn't brine and it was dry. So I said, no, I'm going to brine every year. This is going to do. So I uh, brined it. Got up at six thirty in the morning. Got it going. Came out pretty good. I have to say, it it came out pretty good. Um, maybe not the best turkey I ever made, but it was a good turkey. So when you make a turkey like that mm-hmm. and you brine it and then the next morning you get up and put it in the oven, what time do you put it in the oven? Uh, I think, to, I think I put it in. So I do a, a high, high heat, fast cook. Okay. Uh, and so I put it in, I think around nine. And when is it done? Uh, it was done around 1130. Okay. I want to say, or tw- or maybe twelve. T- we wanted to eat at one. Okay. So I took, so I take it out, and then I, d- I get going on the gravy. The big, my big mistake was I didn't get a gravy recipe ahead of time, and so I'm looking at gravy uh, recipes, uh, and it's uh. like, okay, for two hours, I'm like, ah, <laughs> I, have, I have an hour to make gravy, and the, right. the, all these recipes are like starting the day before. Like, right, oh. right, right. So I ended up kind of improvising, and I got to say, it was the best gravy ever. Oh, there you go. And if you want the recipe for that gravy i put it on my website at betnet.com nice i'll put the links in the show notes there you um, go because it was like like isabella is like she's still putting it on mashed potatoes like she's still like like she's she's hoarding the the gravy because she loves it wow yeah it was it came out really well i guess so that's pretty amazing uh um yeah so but so 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 do you put the stuffing in the turkey no i do not uh well a you take the giblets out and all that stuff yeah you take the giblets out you well that's how you make the gravy with that yeah yeah but we don't eat the giblets just use them to flavor the gravy um but we take them take them out um I don't like stuff in the bird because of just the danger of the bacteria and the 
contamination. You get by the time you get the the stuffing up to the proper temperature to kill any bacteria, mm. the the breast and the is all dried out. I so, see. Okay. Um. So I cook it separate, but I also I just I like to put it in a you know a, a, a you know thirteen by nine baking pan, uh to 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 get crispy on top. Yeah, my my mom like does that, that too. I like yeah, that. no, my mom doesn't stuff the turkey anymore. I mean, yeah. in the old days she did, but not now. And I mean, uh, most people, most people, you know, are recommending don't yeah, stuff the bird. No, I know. If you have to, if you want that appearance when you serve it, stuff it after you cook it. Right. Sure. You know, so is that. But uh, yeah, so I don't, I don't uh, stuff anymore. Mashed potatoes, though. Mashed potatoes. Uh, squash. We, squash. We had. Uh, um, do kids eat all that stuff? Yeah, they do. So, well, you know, some some do. Like Anthony doesn't like potatoes of any really? sort, except for potato chips. Um, it's very strange. I'm not sure why why he ended up not liking potatoes. He doesn't like potatoes. Doesn't like French fries. He doesn't like any of that. Oh my gosh! It's very strange. So what a but, terrible so, way to go through life. I know. So he doesn't eat mashed potatoes. But Bella loves mashed potatoes. We I have Brussels sprouts potatoes. with bacon. Uh, we have sweet potato. Anthony loves sweet potato. Uh, so we have the stu- couple different kinds of stuffings. Melanie made rolls. Uh, mm. they were, uh, clover rolls, I guess they are. The made from the halal dough. We had an incident. An incident. Yes. So <clears throat> my aunt brought a dish. I think it was sweet potato pie, or something like that. Yeah. And it was in a big baking glass dish and on top of it was little mushrooms mushrooms or marshmallows i mean marshmallows yes i've heard marshmallows. Of that. yes so she's got all these marshmallows on so my mother takes the thing and puts it in the oven because my aunt wants to brown. Fr- brown the top right yeah so so the thing catches on fire <laughs> in the oven. And, every, and my mother and my aunt are freaking out. Oh, my God, what are we going to do? And I, my dad and I are standing there like, okay, guys, come on. It's just a little fire. Are you standing behind them holding beers? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can of just course. picture it. Of course, right? <laughs> and, uh, and I'm in my clerics. And like, <laughs> look at that. I'm like la- almost laughing. Yeah. And uh, so we, we, we got the fire out. It was... It was <laughs> But uh, it it really did destroy the marshmallows. Oh. So um, we scraped the black off, and then people had it, and they said it was pretty good. I didn't have any. It looked disgusting after that. But <laughs> I, I don't know that I like the sweet potato with the marshmallows on it. It's just not. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, speaking of sweet potatoes, uh, after dinner we went to my brother's house, my brother John, for for dessert. That's sort of the thing we do. Right. As our family now, and uh, so was, Melanie brought her pecan pie, which is. Awesome pie. It's yeah. very good. Yeah, and uh, but there was a uh, there was a there was a sweet potato pie. Ah. Someone I think put salt instead of sugar. In it. Ooh, it was it was very salty and not at all sweet. That's disgusting. It was kind of gross, but uh, you know it's just you know mistakes were made and uh, mistakes were made. <laughs> I don't know who made. I think my mother made the, a. It was like a chocolate chip cheesecake. Mm. It was good. Yeah. I had, I, I have to admit, I had some pecan pie. I had some pumpkin pie. Uh, I think I had a little apple pie. I think I might've had more than one piece of apple. Well, it pie. sounds like you had a bunch of pie there, dude. It's all nine kinds of pie. Wow. As they say in the uh, Herald and the Purple Crayon. <laughs> all nine kinds of pie. I want I want the list, by the way. But um, there wasn't all nine kinds, but there was uh, several different kinds and I enjoyed all of them very much. Yeah, they made they made too many pies and desserts. You know, there were at my place. There were brownies. There were there is everything. Okay, so this is the thing about Thanksgiving. Like we have, we have you know 
turkey stuffing potato you know like we have like maybe six or seven dishes yeah yeah i'm seeing people online and they've got like ham turkey four kinds of stuffing and three kinds of potatoes and like i'm like who are you feeding yeah well i mean i know some people have very large families come over like 30 people sure people i get i get that but how do you manage i I was i was talking online with there's a America's Test Kitchen has a Facebook group. And I was asking people, like, this recipe, it says, you know, air dry your turkey in your fridge for, for 48 hours, which means it has to sit uncovered in your fridge. Who's got a fridge that big? Rich people. Well, apparently everybody has two, at least two fridges in their house these days. Well, like, like oh, nearly my everyone. My parents have two fridges. I, I know. And I, and I get. I guess what's what happens is, and maybe this is what your parents did, is you know you 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 decide to buy a new fridge. The old one still kind of works. Yeah, just so put it in the garage. Basically, well, or the that's, basement. That's what we did. Yeah, they put it in the yeah. basement, and basically what it does is it holds beer. <laughs> And right. soda and water. Right, exactly. That's that's what everyone said, you know. And then they clean it out right before before Thanksgiving, so they can put all the extra stuff in it. Sure. That's, My mom has a freezer too. Yeah. So we have a chest freezer. Yeah. Uh, but I don't have a garage and I don't have a basement, so right. I'm never going to have a second fridge. Not here, you're not. Not not in this house. Well, I could put one on the patio. I could be real. Go. Oh my gosh. Full redneck, don't. white trash. Please do not go full redneck. <laughs> oh so, man. Anyway, that was Thanksgiving. It was Thanksgiving and, uh, you know, I'm glad, you know, it's, I, I will say I did, I, I was not in a great mood on Thanksgiving when I got to my parents because I left Walpole where I live at 1230 and didn't get to where they live in Plymouth till two o'clock. Oh yeah. The, they were saying that the worst travel time of the weekend would be between 11 and 130 yeah, on Thanksgiving. It was awful. It was awful. Yet another reason why we do Thanksgiving at home now. And I, 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 sitting there in traffic. I'm sitting in traffic, constant traffic, and I'm like, this, this is unbearable. This is like, this is making me irritated. Like I'm getting, I'm like irritated. I'm like, right. I, but so by the time I get there, and then I have, God bless him. I have an uncle who just, you know, the second you walk in the door, you know, I got crap in my hands. I'm carrying a pie. I'm carrying some empty. Tupperware that I had taken from home that my mother wanted back and all this other stuff. And I'm carrying all this stuff. And as soon as I walk through, he's like going over and thrusting his hand out for me to shake his hand. And I've got stuff in both hands. (laughs) So now I have to juggle the stuff into one arm so I can shake his hand because so he's not insulted. I would have put some stuff in his hand to Gary. You know, thanks for helping me. You know, and I'm like, <laughs> really? Hey, what's wrong with your uh, foot? What's happening with your ankle? What's going on with that? You know, it's like, can I get into the house? <laughs> 30 questions. Can they yeah. wait till I Go sit get out. in? I'll be right in. I'm right not in. going anywhere. Let me take my jacket off. Let me, you know, gather my say thoughts. Say my mother. Say hi to everybody. <laughs> you know, calm down a little because I just took an hour and a half ride for that usually takes an hour at at, at and if there's no traffic, yeah. it's, it's 45 minutes, you know, but I, I just need, to, I need some time here, man. Just give me like 30 seconds to decompress. <laughs> Nothing. It was brutal. And I, and you know, you feel like kind of a jerk, but you're like, really guy, you know, slow down. Oh, so irritated. And then, uh, it took me, it took me a beer or two to get like, Mellow. Mellowed out into normal. I was like, God, man, just leave me alone. <laughs> you know? 
And then everybody else looks at you like, like, cause I'm like, Hey, I'm short. My answers were short. I was a little terse. Hey, what's with you? And then all of a sudden yeah. everybody's like, Hey, what's wrong with you? What's going on? What's going I said, I just want to get in the house. Can I get in the house? I had stuff on my hands. I just want to sit. I'm carrying pies, you know, you know, and want to be happy. He's a pie. He's a pie. You know? Pie's happy. That kind of stuff. I mean, it was just irritating. And yeah. I know he won't listen either, so it doesn't matter what I say. Right. That's good. This is this is where we can and I didn't talk to our name. friends. So Yeah. Only he would know who he is. <laughs> so um so this weekend was also another uh, occasion, which was it was an anniversary. Uh-huh. Uh, it was the 20th anniversary of the movie Goodwill Hunting. That's right. So uh, in 1997. That's uh, right, Chief. Uh, Chief. That's right. Uh, Matt Damon, Ben Affleck made their big debut. Uh, yeah. Pretty. It was, so I was reading an article in the in the Globe about it. They had a Globe had a nice article. Uh, and it was you know talking about just the impact. And one of the things I was thinking about is so I mean it, it launched Matt Damon, it launched Ben Affleck into their careers. Yep. Two somewhat different careers that they've had. They're both successful, but yeah, yeah. But it also launched the era of sort of the the gritty Boston drama. It did. Uh, it, I it, saw it, that. Yeah. And not like. But the interesting thing is it's the sort of the, the, the gritty Boston, South Boston, Charlestown era of dramas. Yeah. It, mostly South yeah, Boston. Mostly South Boston. Yeah. I was thinking of the town with Ben Affleck. But yeah, I mean, it's just like, so in the past 20 years, I mean, how many, how many of those types of, we've had The Departed, oh, we've had- The town. The town. We've had- uh, uh, Black, Black Mass. Mass uh, you know, all of these, I yeah. mean, I'm, I'm missing like half a dozen Oh, there's of them. a bunch of them. Yeah. Uh, and it's so it's a very interesting run of Boston movies that we have sort of this Boston movie renaissance. Well, I think what happened was people saw the success of Goodwill Hunting and said, Well, there's something there. You know, it's not right. just um Boston itself is sort of a character. Yeah, exactly. Because the city especially back then when the elevated highway was still up and everything else, it was kind of grittier and it kind of made a, it made a statement. Um, well, mystic river was another one. Oh yeah. Um, and, and gone baby gone. Um, those are all Boston based. Um, I just, I, there's something about this city that photographs well, I think a and B, I think it's, it's just an interesting, it's just an interesting insular place well it's it's also launched sort of this secondary level of sort of comedy about boston so 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 com comedy movies so like like ted right right like, right but also jokes about it so uh i've got up on the on my computer screen here uh seth myers late oh seth yeah myers, that's a good one boston accent the movie yeah that's a good one it was and so he, he a goes great through, preview it's great it's so i'll have to link that but it's got uh all of the uh the, the different accents and all the different movies, but all the tropes that you find. Right, right, right. But then there's, then there was a Casey Affleck did one for Saturday Night oh, Live. Uh, the Dunkin' Donuts The one. Dunkin' Donuts Oh my gosh, that was funny. It was hysterical. So you get this whole genre. And, and I think part of it is just that Boston is sort of a, a character, like Bostonians, and it's quirky and it's different. It's a big, small city. Right. Sort of. I mean, Chicago's kind of got a... A personality. So, you, so the, there was a time when there were a lot of Chicago movies, especially, well, especially the 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 yeah. uh, uh, what's his name, the Breakfast Club guy. Right, right. Uh, I, mean, I know who you're talking about. You know, Breakfast Club. Um, uh, Ferris Bueller. Ferris Bueller. Off. All of those yeah. took place in the Chicago area, and they right. had the Chicago feel. Um, but but you know, because everything else is otherwise, it's New York or Los Angeles or 
or Toronto. somewhere or somewhere in between. Yeah. Or Toronto being New York or right. or Toronto's been Boston. <laughs> it has. Yeah. Uh Toronto is as every is every place. But so it's just I just thought it was an interesting twenty years to since since Goodwill Hunting. It makes me feel that old. That is crazy. And it did make me feel a little bit old when I when I saw that. Um John Hughes. John Hughes, thank you. Um so <clears throat> Yeah, I saw that and I said to myself, wow, I remember when that came out. I wasn't even 30 years old. And, uh, you know, it was, it was, I was 29. How often do you say, how do you like them apples? I say it all the time. Oh, all the time. All the time. <laughs> um, the thing I, interesting thing I found in that article, and maybe you saw it too, was the, uh, the fact that Minnie Driver's career didn't take off from that movie, but Ben Affleck and yeah. Matt Damon's did. Well, I mean, they were the Wonder Boys. They wrote, they wrote, they wrote the it, screenplay. Yeah, yeah. They won an Oscar for the screenplay. Right. I think that really attracted attention. It did. It was interesting too because I think going into that movie, Minnie Driver was the more well-known name. Oh yeah, she had done much done, more yeah. than they had. Um, so uh, it was it, it's kind of fascinating to watch. You know, they they, they became huge megastars, and she really didn't. I mean, she's kind of a TV star now, but yeah, she's got a show. Yeah, uh, but yeah. Uh, so anyway, it was a but but you know, it didn't only launch. Ben and and Matt it launched Casey too, Casey Affleck, yeah. right? Who uh, who's got a a new movie or a movie that won? Uh, he won uh, the Globe. No, he won Best Actor, didn't he? For uh, for Manchester, Manchester by, by the Sea. By the Sea, yeah, yeah. So there's been you know he's been pretty successful um, based off of that movie. I mean, he came out of nowhere. He was nobody. I remember when I saw that and I thought, oh, isn't that nice? He put his brother in the movie, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, he sort of made a career for himself out of it. Yeah. And I think, um, oh, what was that? That, that house that he lived in was a character in the movie to be, to a certain extent. Um, I loved, uh. Oh, that scene with Ben Affleck where he's he's dressed up in a suit and he's got the briefcase and he's taking the interview for Matt Damon. Right. And um, he's talking about, there was one thing, he just kept on repeating it over and over again. Um, retainer. Retain, retainer. Right, retainer. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we a suspect. Yes, suspect. You know, he starts <laughs> talking. And it's such a Boston thing to say. Yeah. Yes, suspect. Yes, suspect. <laughs> because you wouldn't yeah. give him a retainer. Yeah. We'll give you a retainer, you know, Mr. Hunting. We'll give you a retainer. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> it's like, you know, he, it was just, it was a classic Bostonian thing. And that whole Dem Apples thing is a classic Bostonian thing. Interestingly enough, that coffee shop was a Dunkin' Donuts. It is, uh, I think it's been... I think it's out of business. I think they made it into something else. Where they did the that scene. Where they did the, that scene. How do you like the apples? Yeah. That's I remember that happened a few years ago. I remember thinking, oh, that's too bad. Because they shot that in and around Boston, and a lot of that stuff that was there isn't there anymore. Well, although you can go to the L Street Tavern. Yes. That's still there, which well, is now a huge tourist a, shop. It's become a huge yuppie tourist yeah. thing. Yeah. Yes. But, uh, I know someone that works there. Central Artery was still there. Yep. There Central was the elevated highway yep. that went th used to go through Boston. Yep. Um, Wonderland, Grand. Greyhound Park, yep. which uh, was also in another movie, Last Stop Wonderland, right. which was a indie flick that was not nearly as popular, of course, but right. I think it had it got some wide. It did. Wide it got ground. some. It got some good uh, criticism. Yeah, critics liked it. Um, yeah, Next Stop Wonderland or something like that. Yeah, and uh, you know, yeah, it was a. 
Yeah, that, that the Wonderland Park is gone. I mean, it's just gone. Right. Well, they outlawed <laughs> Greyhound yeah, racing in the state. Because someone got the idea that they should outlaw Greyhound racing. And then, <laughs> and everybody said, oh, oh, okay, I guess, you know. So movies made in Boston about Boston. Yeah. Mystic River, The Departed, Gone Baby Gone, The Fighter, The Town, Black Mass, Patriot's Day, Manchester by the Sea, Spotlight. All those movies in the past twenty years, you could almost attribute their their success, or you know, they're being made here at least, to in a large part to the success of Goodwill Hunting. So true. And what was the uh, the latest one that was made here? We just, it just came out. Um, stronger. Stronger. Yes. Stronger. Yes. That's yes. Uh, another, they, they have it listed. Another marathon bombing yeah. movie. Yep. So interesting, though. I mean, well, and things have happened here that have been movie worthy too like the bombing and and everything and that's kind of an interesting um it's an interesting thing it's an interesting day an interesting four days five days manhunt to the right. whole nine yards it was i think i think it could have been done handled better than patriot's day did but um patriot's day was okay it was okay it was right okay. it was okay it wasn't horrible it wasn't i mean you know. it was it was it was good it was it had um berg's what's his name Mark Wahlberg. No, the director. Oh, Peter Berg. Peter Berg's signature style. Yeah, yeah. Which is very much more documentary style. There's He doesn't try to insert a lot of narrative ornamentation into because what he, he he often does is he makes movies about real life events so he sure. did lone survivor about the seals in afghanistan right he did patriot's day he did Deepwater horizon and all of those were sort of this is the, this is what happened stories and mm-hmm. they and they just provide a narrative of this is what happened and they don't really go beyond that to build these bigger narratives except that in Patriot's Day, he decided this is what happened. Supercop was there, Mark Wahlberg. Right. That was an- literally at every moment of every scene that was pivotal. Right, and 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 I can I can understand some criticism of that. Although, if you wanted to dep- if you wanted to show every scene, every place where something happened, you needed a character there. Like, but there were was, a lot of real life characters that were around. You didn't necessarily have to have just one character. There was a lot of real life characters that they could have. But there would have been different people at every scene. It could have been. Like what, I think what they tra- what he wanted to do was have one person that you follow their story throughout. Right. That might have th- been, that might have been good or bad. I don't I, know. I don't know. I think putting I think putting him at the marathon at the bombing itself, and then at have, the capture at of, the capture of Sarnayev. you know Sarnayev. And everything in between, he was, you know, it wasn't like he was like, okay, I'm here and then I'm there. He was everywhere. He was savoir faire. I mean, he was, he was just, every, he was literally savoir everywhere. Savoir faire is That's everywhere. everywhere. Yeah. Um, you're right. You're right. I mean, he was, he was pretty much in, in all the, the and I guess. And then there was that weird scene, that really weird scene that like came out of nowhere where he started crying about. I don't know if it was about a baby they couldn't have or something. He just, he like breaks down in tears. With his wife? Yeah, with his wife. I think he comes, well, I think he comes home and he's- came out of nowhere. I think the idea was that he was overwhelmed by what had happened. He was feeling, he was feeling some post-traumatic stress about what had happened. Well, he should have been. He was at every crime scene in Boston. But but also, you know, seeing the little kid getting getting killed and, you know, the body in the street being guarded by the cops, which really happened for hours. Right. Right. Um, and 
uh, you know, I think that affected him in many ways. And, you know, like as yeah, yeah. I, mean, I I I think they're trying to show the effect that it has on cops that they're not machines, right, right. Uh, so I, I mean, I I get, but it you're right. I mean, it, it it shows the limits of Peter Berg's style. Yes, which when he tried to go beyond it. Although there was a great scene where it's him and the police commissioner during the manhunt in Watertown, where they're talking about. He talks about forgiveness. Yeah. Like this awesome scene. It's very Catholic. Right. It, it, where they, they talk about the forgiveness of, of, of people who do these evil things. I, I was, I was blown away. Yeah. It made the whole movie, you know, uh, better yeah. in my, in my. Yeah. Opinion. Yeah. So, okay. So 20 years of goodwill hunting. Uh, we're, we're kind of, <laughs> we're doing it again where we're, we're talking forever. So we're going to have to jump ahead to our next uh, segment uh, to, uh, we're going to talk about what we're drinking today. There you go. So uh, here we go. The Lord loves the drinking man. He sent honky tonk angels to the promised land. I hear that he can turn the water to wine. Any man that can do that, oh, he's a good friend of mine. Drink the drink. I don't want the drink. He doesn't want the drink. You look like I need a drink right now. One bourbon, one Okay, so yeah. this week we get some nice dark beers for uh for the uh, dark time of year. Oh, it's so dark pick- now, that's for sure. So I picked up uh, one um I, we've, I've tried before. I tried uh, left hand brewing uh, milk stout, which was uh, milk stout nitro, which was really good. Uh, and then there was this new one that I saw. It's left hand brewing bittersweet mm. milk, uh, imperial coffee milk stout nitro. Wow. Uh, That's a lot of stuff. I don't know what all that means, but <laughs> it's it's good. So the, the nitro is supposed to make it um, smooth. Right, right. It's to smooth right. out some of the rough spots. Because uh, so nitro is n- nitrogen? Nitrogen. So yeah. they inject nitrogen in, into the into the pouring. It's it's, in, it's supposed to give it some of the the smoothness that you get from the tap, I think. Imagine if it was nitroglycerin. Oh, and you drank it and it exploded? Wouldn't that be sick? Well, remember, the, there was a fake video that went around where they where there was like they, some some German guy supposedly carbonated. Oh, yeah. It, it turns out it was fake, but it was right. hysterical. They carbonated their beer with um, laughing gas. Right, 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 right. <laughs> and right. so they're drinking and, they're and then getting, they're talking. Yeah, yeah. They're getting hammered and talking in the squeaky voice. And yeah, that was funny. Crazy. Uh, I wish it was real, but it wasn't. It wasn't. Uh, but so the... Um, it's it's good. It's it's bittersweet, you know, because I think because of the coffee, um, sweet because bitter because of the coffee, sweet because of the the creaminess of the imperial stout, and it works. I like it. It's good. It's a uh, it's very very strong mouthfeel, like a very like chewy. Mm-hmm. And I hate to, you know these weird you know tasting words, but it it tastes good. <laughs> I mean, it's there's a little bitter on the finish, but not like super bitter. Um, just enough for a stout. Just enough. There you go. Well, I have from the Boulevard Brewing Company, Tough Kitty Milk Stout. And the <laughs> kitty on the bottle does look tough. Um, it's a, it, it, uh, you know, again, something you just said stuck with me. It was, uh, it doesn't have that bitter aftertaste at the end, um, like some stouts do for whatever reason. Um, maybe it's the milk. I don't know. Maybe it's the way they brew it. Who knows? But they, they, um, they've got something here. It, it's, I mean... It doesn't have the night the nitro, 
that yours does. Um, but it's still smooth and, uh, it's dark and it, it you know, I guess I don't want to say it's too chewy, but it's <laughs> chewy enough. Um, and, uh, you know, it's got a good taste to it. It's good. It's, it's not, you know, I wouldn't necessarily buy a ton of it. Um, I wouldn't necessarily want to drink a ton of it, but, um, it's not bad. It's not bad for one. It's good. If you can, if you can just drink one, then you're doing something good. And, <laughs> and, and that is tough kitty. Good. Uh, milk stout. Yeah. Funny All right. stuff. So let's move quickly on Ooh, to, uh, quickly. sports. Oh, will I have to read you this in uh, February? You might. I mean, uh, the way things are going, guy. Um, you know, who's going to stop him? Pittsburgh? Um, maybe. I mean, I suppose. But uh, he's forty years old. He's only getting better with every game. Exactly. That's the. I. I mean, I know we talk about this a lot, and uh, you know, I get it. And I know not everybody. That not everybody to listens Patriots to a Patriots fan. fan. We get that. Yeah. But if you can't marvel at the accomplishments of Tom Edward. Patrick Brady and there's something <laughs> wrong with you you know there's something there's something seriously wrong I mean he's he's a freak of nature I mean seriously a freak of nature I mean there's nothing I, I, I was sitting there listening to sports talk radio uh, recently and they and they were talking well what are we going to do for the next quarterback and, and and the sports host is like what next quarterback what when when three years five years ten years when's it going to be you know, in that time, you know, hey, listen, when that time comes, we will all be sad. There's no doubt yes. in my mind because we will have lost one of the greatest of all time at the helm of our of our football team. And God knows we'll probably won't win another Super Bowl. <laughs> we may not even get to one. But I'm enjoying this while we have it. And yeah. as long as we have it. Now, did I when I. Hey, when he took over for Bledsoe, did I think that we'd be doing this seven, you know, 16, 17 years later? No, I didn't. But well, did you see the video I posted yesterday? It's from NFL Films. It, it's a uh, top 10 Tom Brady games so far. Right. So and I'm far. looking at some of these games and I'm like, I cannot believe that was 16 years ago. The, right. the, the snowball. Right. The, or as some people insist on calling it the tuck rule game. The snowball was 16 years I ago. Know. 17 years ago. It's it, the snowball. Yes. <laughs> and it's just. My it, brother Kevin was there. It was. It, I mean, just the idea that the, the longevity, you just, you never see this in any sport. No. No one like who is remains Not at the top like of this. their game. Not like this. I mean, you yeah. may have guys hang around, but you don't have guys, especially in, in the NFL. Um, hanging around is and doing what Tom's doing at his age. Right. I mean, it's just unheard of. Um, 
you know, and, and, and what's his name? Uh, Max Kellerman, on uh, one of the sports networks keeps on talking about Brady's going to fall off this cliff and then he keeps on moving it. Well, it was 40. Now it's 41. Now is the next year. It's going to be 42. Who knows? Well, remember like the Kansas city game in 2014 where they got, they're just blown not out. good enough. I, I, I'll admit I wrote a blog post at the time saying the dynasty is over. <laughs> the dynasty is over. And then they've won two Super Bowls since then. Right. So what do I know? <laughs> they won a Super Bowl that year. <laughs> that, exactly. That's the funny part. Trent Dilfer sitting there after the game was over. They're just not that good anymore. Well, and they okay, had, Trent, they hadn't won a Super Bowl in 10 years at that. I know. Point. I mean, I that's, know. that's the thing. I mean, you forget that, but I know. And you know, but what you forget too, is that they were in two and they should have won those two. Right. Um, if not for miraculous things that happen for the Giants. The same sort of miraculous things that happen for the Patriots. I mean, that that catch by Edelman in the in the, the, the 51, Super Bowl 51. Yeah. Where he, he caught it, kept yeah. it from hitting the ground. That That's, was miraculous. No, that was skill. No. <laughs> That's called skill. Hey, I'm not afraid to, to, to attribute to divine intervention what's going on in some no, of No, that's skill, man. Some, he can, he could, he, he constantly has extreme concentration and he was able to concentrate enough and, and he kept on saying I, if you listen to the the mic'd up version he said yeah. I caught it I knew I caught it well, I, I, think, I, caught I think it. he couldn't believe he caught it uh, yeah I mean, <laughs> but he caught it and he knew he caught it and uh, I mean it was tipped and then almost fell to the good bounced off the, the the Falcon's leg and into his hands that was that was big well he caught it so uh, but so uh, so we we are we're that's that's our obligatory Tom Brady talk. This okay, time. let's talk about the playoffs. 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 Uh, we're on to Cincinnati. Uh, playoffs. <laughs> the uh, so how's it looking? So we get the AFC. Yep. We got the Steelers. Steelers are good. Steelers are right there. They're nine and two with the Patriots. They are, and I mean, they're the first seed so far. I they are. I I think they um they have a. They're not as good as the as their record suggests, in my opinion. Uh, that's that's an interesting assertion. Um, the 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 proof will be in the pudding once we get to the the Patriots and the Steelers I game just, in a couple of weeks. I just think when you look at when you look at them, they're benefiting from their division like we are benefit going to benefit from our division you know i just think that they right their division is so weak yeah and and ours is pretty weak too there's no doubt about it um the thing is you gotta look at look at what you have for and roethlisberger i don't trust him to win a big game right but, but look at the look at the 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 wild card round of 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 teams that are in the hunt right now so right now it's the jaguars and the and the uh, titans picking up their divisions and then you have the ravens and the chiefs the ravens and the chiefs are six and five and the chiefs remember the chiefs they beat us in the beginning of the year and yeah. everybody thought oh the chiefs are going to be really good this they, year they won six in a row and now look at them yeah there's they've lost five in a they row they lost five in a row there's a team that's never going to do jack squat because their coach is terrible and can't keep them in line and part of this is coaching you know the Steelers coach, uh, Mike Tomlin, is not that great a coach, okay? Right. And Belichick will eat him up and spit him out. Which he does Which he does every nearly every time. And Brady, the same thing with certain teams. You know, he, you know, he goes up against these teams. If you look at Brady's record against most teams, it's pretty impressive. And He's got a winning record against every team. He does. Yeah. And I think... You know, the one team that really kind of makes me a tad nervous, and this is going to sound 
ridiculous, but it's the Jaguars because they, they have a great defense. Their defense is outstanding. It's, it's amazing how good their defense is and their problem is offense. But if they can stop you long enough to just, you know, keep the score close, um, you know, they could do some damage. They could do some major damage. Yeah. And the Jaguars, they're, they're the last five games. They have two games against, uh, teams, uh, three games against teams with losing records. Yeah. You know, so they've got a pretty easy. Yeah. And, and including you know, one team the, that's Ravens, won in- the Ravens do not scare me. Joe no. Flacco is, is a, not that great a quarterback. And, uh, I mean, the Ravens used to, used to match up against, they used to be the sort of the yeah. Patriots nemesis, but the, I think those years are, those days are over. But look at, I mean, I want to look at how bad in general the, the NFL is in the sense of there are one, two, three, four, five teams in the AFC with with losing records in the hunt. that are in the hunt for the wild card. The Colts and the Broncos at three and eight are still in the hunt. Look at the Dolphins. They're still in the hunt. I mean, they're the, terrible. These are terrible teams. Even the jet, the Jets stink. And then the NFC is the same. It's You get the Bears in, uh, at three and eight. You get the Buccaneers at four and seven. Yeah, I mean, the so, only one, the only teams out of it are like the Giants and the 49ers. Right, who who are <laughs> who are like absolutely wh- terrible, the worst. Right, so you know you, you got you, so this you know the the rich getting richer. You get yep. the, the Steelers, the Patriots, the Eagles, the Vikings, the Falcons, Panthers. These are all teams that have done very well. Um, the Rams are a little bit of a surprise this year. Um, yeah. They are, they're, they're playing very well. I watched them the other day and I think they had the four o'clock game yesterday, Sunday. And, uh, it, they're, they're an interesting team to watch. They're a pretty good team. And they got a, that quarterback, uh, Goff is a pretty good quarterback. Um, and he's got some weapons and they got a, a young coach who seems to be doing things right. And, uh, I, I'm, Hey, anything can happen. Yeah. Um, the Eagles are in another stratosphere, it seems. Um, and Carson Wentz is having a fantastic year at quarterback uh, for them. Um, interesting. The Falcons are they're in it, but they're uh, they're they're kind of up and down this year. They're they're having a little bit of a Super Bowl slump. Um, <laughs> you think? You know, coming off of uh, that horrible. Oh, funny story about uh, Matt Ryan. So Matt Ryan is expecting him and his wife are expecting twins. Mm-hmm. And someone on Facebook, well, he posted a picture on Facebook or Instagram. With the giant balloon two. With the giant balloon two. And then someone Photo- fa- photoshopped in the 28 to three. <laughs> that, that's cold. So I, I, I sent that picture to my friend, Father Kevin Peake, who's the <laughs> Falcons Catholic chaplain. And he's like, oh, that's just mean. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's I mean, the, you know, just looking at the looking at the, the 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 league going into December, you know, in the home stretch. So the, the there are three teams that are eliminated. There's just three out of the whole league: the Browns, the Giants, and the Niners. Everyone else is, and this is partly because of the whole wild card situation, right? I mean, it's mathematical stuff. Yeah. I mean, you you can pretty much look at the schedule and say who's going to be in there and who's not going right. to be. I mean, the Bears are probably done the Colts and the Broncos Colts are, are probably Broncos. done yeah I mean they'd have to win out right these teams there was someone on uh picked it up on ESPN there was some somebody went through all the permeations of how the Browns or somebody could get into the playoffs <laughs> and it basically it was they had to win every game and like 
every team in their division had to lose every game. <laughs> and, you know, there was all these mathematical right. things and, you know, points for, points against, tiebreakers, this and that. It was it was like 34 things had to happen for them to, like, make Ugh. the playoffs. And then they still, you know, they were eliminated. Right. They'd, they'd still lose. Yeah. Right. Uh, so, uh, so that's, so that's been the, uh, that's the NFL. Yeah. Uh, there's been some, some interesting college football games well, over the weekend. I think the, uh, there was two interesting games from my point of view. One was the, uh, Ohio State Michigan game. I, I'm a big Ohio State fan. And so watching them beat Michigan because I had a, I had the rare, Saturday new Saturday afternoon off like it never happens where I have Saturday afternoon off I always have confessions in mass right For some reason I didn't this week and so I was able to actually sit down and watch the game and it was awesome and then uh, watching them beat the Wolverines is one of the greatest highlights of the year uh, <laughs> because we don't like the Michigan Wolverines so then I turn over because I want to watch Alabama lose and I'm rooting. So I've never rooted so hard for Auburn in my whole life. I just, I find Alabama, I, I find Alabama fans to be the smuggest and, and, you know, most detestable fans in college sports. I know a lot of people think Ohio State fans are, and that's just a, a friendly misnomer, if you will. But I think, uh, this these these Alabama people drive me nuts with their roll tide and all this other stuff. So anyway, watching Auburn beat them, it was just it was icing on the cake for the day. <laughs> and uh, they call that the Iron Bowl. Yeah. Uh, and they have that every year. And uh, the winner of that game was going to go on to face Georgia in the SEC championship game. Um the Buckeyes were already in the uh, Big Ten championship game, and they have to play Wisconsin, and uh, that's going to be a tough game. Uh, there's no way, way around it. But if Georgia can beat Auburn and Ohio State can beat Wisconsin, there's still a chance they could get into the Ohio State could get into the top four for the for the national championship. That'd be pretty cool. That would be great, and then they can spell their name right. Well, hopefully they will. And hopefully they won't get. <laughs> hopefully they don't lose thirty two to zero or something. You know. <laughs> I sent a meme to Father Chip of uh, yeah some Ohio uh, students in the stands trying to spell Ohio and they, they spelled, spelled it O I H O. Yeah, they they did not. <laughs> they were you know, with their arms held. held they up. did not make us proud. <laughs> they did not. So. Uh, so that's our uh, that's our sports sports talk sports. So uh, our main topic we wanted to talk about. Um, Advent and Christmas. So this year... <laughs> we've got five minutes to talk about Advent. <laughs> well, we've got a little bit. We, we'll take some time. but Because uh, uh, we're not going to have another podcast before Christmas at this point, I think. It doesn't look our good. our schedules. Uh, I'm going away to, to Texas for my in-law's 50th anniversary for a week in there. And then you've got uh, Christmas, other, Christmas and, and other else. stuff. So yeah. it's looking like our next podcast will be after Christmas. Uh, most likely. Most likely. We'll see if what we can do if we can get something sooner. But um, so Advent and Christmas preparation. Uh, so the, I was going to say this year, Advent, Advent's always four Sundays. And then the, after the fourth Sunday of Advent, the next Sunday is Christmas. Correct. Uh, or to put it another way, you have Christmas on the 25th and then the four Four Sundays preceding it. And Correct. sometimes this Christmas is on a Monday. And so the fourth Sunday of, of Advent is the is the day before is Christmas oh, Eve. That's brutal. Which means that um, Advent is the fourth. The fourth week of Advent is one day. Not hardly even a day. <laughs> even a day. Right. Because it's, it's basically the morning of of that Sunday. Right. 
because um, the, we have we the obligation to go to mass uh, on Sunday is 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 not abrogated. Abrogated. Thank you. It's a technical word by going to mass for Christmas on Christmas Eve. Right. So you you have to go to two masses. If, right. Now, technically, if you go to Christmas Eve mass at four o'clock and Christmas Day. You've satisfied your obligation for for Sunday by going to Christmas Eve at four o'clock. It you you just have to go to mass twice, right? And I think if people if people really want to help themselves, right. they'll go to four o'clock mass on Saturday, right? And then they'll go to Christmas Eve mass on Sunday afternoon. That's what they'll do, right? Most likely. Uh, for us, though, for the clergy, it's it's a it's just a it's gonna be a long a slog. long slog. Starting at Christmas Eve, uh, starting a Saturday at four, right? And you're gonna have your full slate of masses Sunday morning. Yep. And then what are you doing for masses uh, sun, uh, Sunday well, night for Christmas Eve? So Christmas Eve is we have four masses at four o'clock, two at each place, and and then we have a six o'clock six thirty. At Blessed Sacrament, and then we have uh, midnight at Blessed Sacrament. So we have one, two, we have four, five, six masses on Christmas Eve. So you're not doing any masses after four o'clock at St. Mary's? No. Okay. We are not. And then- um, On Christmas Day? Christmas Day, there's two masses at each place. Okay. You know, it goes, basically goes eight, nine, 10, 11, something like that. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and then, and then on the, on boxing day, father chip will rest. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just a long, it's a long slog. I mean, I, I, I admit I have St. Mary's this year, so my slog is a little bit less of a slog, but, um, it's still a slog. I, I, you know, it's still a lot, it's still a lot going on and yeah. you know, there's a lot that leads up to it. Um, the perennial, problem and argument is about decorating um when do, decorate? when do you decorate how do you decorate how much can you put up what you can i'm like let's just put up what we can put up put up as much as we can and then sunday afternoon before the mass at before the masses we'll just do the finishing touches right i mean it's all you can do you so can't that afternoon is going to be kind of a running around finishing stuff up yeah yeah as it as a as it stands that's the way it will be um and it's hard because you're running two masses at the same time at four o'clock. Um, and I'm, I'm in the parish hall and then we have another priest in the church. So it's, it's, and then same thing over at, at blessed sacrament. And it's, so it's, it's a, it's a lot, it's a lot to coordinate. It's a lot to get volunteers for. Plus you're, you're asking people to volunteer on Christmas on the fourth Sunday of Advent morning and then saying, Hey, can you volunteer later on that day too? Or maybe tomorrow, you know, I, for me, if you if you want to spread it out, you can do a couple of things. If you want to, if you if you insist that you have to go to mass on Christmas Eve, fine. Go to four o'clock mass on Saturday, and then four th four o'clock mass on Sunday. I think you can ma manage that, and that'll be fine. If you can't go to four o'clock mass on Saturday, then go to a Sunday morning mass, and then go to a Christmas Day mass the next day. Don't push yourself to go to all those Christmas Eve masses. I never understood. Like I, I know, don't get it. I know some people. They like that we get up, we stay in our pajamas all day, you know, all that sort of stuff. I get that, but. You know, you're killing yourself to right. do that. Exactly. Like, the reason you're tired on Christmas morning is because you slog through this whole mess on yeah. Christmas Eve. I, I mean, honestly, I, I'm I I don't want to deal with the crowds. I don't either. Um, you know, at four o'clock, I'll tell you, it's brutal. So what we'll do is, is we'll probably go Sunday morning. We'll go to our uh, regular nine thirty, and then 
we'll go to midnight mass. That's that's our usual. Um, think you can get everybody there this year? I think we can. We've had we we made it last year, and we've got general agreement among everyone that they want to all go this year. So good. Well, I think we'll make it. General agreement. General agreement. Um, everyone has said I, I will. <laughs> They're getting old enough where I think the it's it's a reasonable expectation. There you go. And I think you know the time leading up to that, we've added some um, penance. Right, opportunities. So, what, so what do we do during Advent to get well, ready? I think there's lots of things you can do, but I think we, you know, we, I'll just speak for us. We So for church stuff. Yeah. Tell me some of the church. So stuff we're, we have, we have some concerts. We have a, we have a concert, a pops concert that comes mm-hmm. up on December 3rd. Mm-hmm. We have, um, you know, doing a, a Taze, a night of Taze prayer. Uh, one, one night we're doing um, Christmas caroling. Um, we're doing, um, where the priests are offering um, um, penance times that are not out of the ordinary. Mm-hmm. Um, three evenings uh, during during Advent to offer more opportunity. Uh, we decided to do that this year rather than offer a penance service per se because we found people weren't really interested in penance services. Right. Um, some people said they were interested in penance services and then they didn't come. So <laughs> we decided this year we'd say, let's just offer the opportunity for people at from like seven to eight at night. Cause really that's what people want is they want, a, they want some opportunity, opportunity. To for confession right. that isn't Saturday afternoon. Exactly. So we're going to have those three opportunities, uh, seven to eight, we're going to have, um, we're going to have the regular, well, we'll still continue to have regular Saturday afternoon time slot if that's what people want. Um, and you know, basically, um, you know, we've had a coat drive already. We, we, there's all kinds of different things going on, but it's. So the stuff in the parish to, that yeah, they can do. That's right. So at least uh, in my parish and I'm sure other parishes are the same way. So it, it so in our home, uh, we, we generally don't do a lot of decoration. Right uh, ahead of time, so we want to celebrate. We're, we're not really, you know, fanatical about the Christmas doesn't start till Christmas Day. I mean, I'll, I'll, I like to listen to Christmas music, so I'll, I, I listen to Christmas music the whole time. I, I, frankly, I like, I listen to Christmas music all year round. Sometimes. I don't like. I'm not a big Christmas music guy. I, there's some beautiful Christmas music. There is, especially there is. Um, but, but a lot of it is crap. Yeah, well, yes, there is. I tried, uh, although some of it is nostalgic crap. So I listen to the nostalgic well, crap. Yeah, Do- Dominic the donkey. Yeah, right, and you know. Um, Oh, that must the, be an old. What's the page. Mariah Carey one? I don't know. Oh, um, this, uh, is Santa Baby or uh, something like that? Yeah, I'll, you know, I'll listen to Santa Baby. I'll listen to Johnny Mathis. I mean, I love the old stuff, frankly, but um, but I also like the hymns, the especially the the for like the English choirs, right? Some beautiful stuff. Uh, but um, we have we have playlists of Advent music that we listen to. The uh, Brotherhood of Hope did a, an Advent uh, CD a few years ago. Yeah, and not they, a lot of Advent music though. Yeah, like there's there's mu- there's Advent music beyond O Come O Come Emmanuel. Yeah. Not much. So, though. so beyond that, what we do is we have an Advent wreath we put on our our dining room table, and every night at dinner, we light the candle, we say a prayer, nice, uh, and then we sing a verse of O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. There's a verse every week you know, that we do, um, and so we 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 sing that every week, and then. Um, we start to decorate this year. Like I said, it's tricky because we're going to be away. We're going to have like four days when we get back to get, oh, get wow. ready for Christmas. Uh, so or five days. So when we get back, we'll have to get a tree. 
I try to wait to get till at least like the the week before Christmas to get the tree. I mean, the old days, my you know, my dad, your dad, they go out and they get a tree like Christmas Eve or mm. the day before Christmas Eve, and they put it up. That was how you did it. Yeah, Ma- mainly because the tree would be dead within a week. True. <laughs> so if you put it up at the beginning of uh, of Advent, I, I mean, I've driven by and I've seen houses people have decked out already. And, I mean, oh yeah, it's nuts. I mean, the stores I, are nuts. If you if you Homes love if you love Christmas, okay, but but we'll also keep our tree up till at least epiphany well that's nice uh, so for us on um on christmas morning we have stockings yep uh and and the kids get they'll get like a book uh, a piece of clothing and a small toy from santa uh and then like a bunch of little stuff in the stockings mm-hmm. uh then epiphany is when they get the big presents so they get presents from from melanie and i and they get them from their grandparents and that's when we really do the presents hmm. uh so i have although i have to tell you a funny story so um if you have kids who um are eagerly awaiting santa who are listening right now if you're listening to this out loud um pause this or skip ahead um because uh i want to talk about santa for a second okay um and uh, uh you I don't know like where this is going but uh so so if you're right now if you're listening with kids who who or eagerly awaiting the arrival of Santa because we either, love Santa. Either kick them out of the room. Yeah, kick them out of the room or, or put on headphones or fast something. forward for a second. Okay. All right. I've ruined Santa for my kids. <laughs> oh no. What'd you do? So remember that I recommended the book a few t- a few weeks ago, a few months ago, The Art of Manliness yes. Guide to be- man- Being a Man. Yes. Well, apparently there's a, a section in there about how to be Santa for your kids. Okay. That acknowledges the reality of and did your kids read this they found it anthony found it and he read it he read it and then he spread the news to the others oh so now none of them believe oh no they all seem okay melanie overheard them talking about it which even the littlest one yes <laughs> even the four-year-old Aww, so that's a bummer i don't think it's a certainty yet i don't think they've like i think they're kind of oh yeah yeah that's the way it is but they're not it's not like they haven't approached us about it. We haven't talked about it. We're Millie and I are still gonna. We're we're still going forward as if everything is copacetic. <laughs> but nothing to see here. But I think I I think I might have made a big big mistake with that leaving oh, that book lying man. around. I, well, when I found found it was in there, I was like, oh, I need to cut that out of the book, and then the book disappeared. Apparently, it's been in Anthony's bed all this time. But I was gonna cut that page out, but I just I never got it to it in time. Um, so I feel I feel kind of bad. I'm that, surprised he wanted to read that book. Oh yeah, they love the idea of like how to learn to be a man, sort of thing. You know, be a, be you know because it's it's good advice for life. Yeah, yeah. And I and I kind of I kind of presented it that way to to the right, everyone. I'm like, right. oh, this is a great great book and lots of good advice for life. And he reads everything. I mean, he's he's six and he's reading chapter books. I mean, he reads big thick books with no pictures. So. He's he absorbs everything, so it's just it was I was kind of sad about that, but we also do Saint Nicholas on December sixth is the feast of Saint Nicholas, mm. uh, and so it's tradition that Saint Nick will come. He'll put um, chocolate coins in their shoes, and uh, so what we do is they, we have them put their shoes out, and he leaves chocolate coins in their shoes, and a Christmas ornament, and then. Uh, an advent or Christmas book for everyone. Well, that's good. Yeah. So it's sort of an anticipation thing. Uh, so, so we really kind of build up toward Christmas. We don't make it do, it's not too much, not a big deal. No, we don't like, you know, th- that's about, about, about it. 
um, so that we're, you know, we, we don't overdo it. Right. Um, and then, and then we, we, as we get toward Christmas, the last week we'll decorate, we'll decorate the tree, decorate the, put some decorations up around the house. I don't do outdoor lights because I don't have an, uh, outdoor outlet. Ah. Uh, I need to get one done. I have one in the back of the house, uh, but that doesn't help me. I don't have run an extension cord all the way around. I'm not going to yeah, do that. I tried sense. that a few years ago and it's just making me. Why do you want to do outdoor lights in the first place? I Clark know. is it's, Clark Griswold. It's I mean, festive. I, well, I don't want to do Clark Griswold lights. Yeah. <laughs> that blind the, the planes up, up above. Yeah. So, uh, so what is, so what, you know, what, I'm interested in what other people do for preparing for Christmas in their family. It'd be interesting to hear from people you about know, it. What do you do at church? What do you do uh, in your home? You know, what's, what's your, what's your ritual? So uh, with that, let's move on to the last part of our, show, uh-huh, our traditional yes. uh, final segment. Have a segment. happy Advent, everybody. And we, uh, you know, maybe we'll see you before Christmas, maybe not. But if we yeah. don't, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Why don't you pick a category? In the dirt. Ah, yeah. What a pick. I'm supposed to do. Pick a part. Pick a part. Back-to-back picks. Alex, would it be all right if I picked the next category? And a great pick by Davis. Okay, Keith. Okay, so this week, I think we both have TV picks. These bumpers always make me laugh. It doesn't matter what. I mean, I've heard them a million times. Every time I hear that one in the sports about the pizza. Here comes a pizza. Here comes a pizza. And I, I just laugh. I laugh out loud. I ruin it. I, I know I do, but it's just so funny. Um, well, I'll go. I, I, yeah. I, um, I've been watching a new show on um, CBS called it's a remake of an old show called SWAT. Yes, we, um, we talked briefly about this in anticipation, right? Uh, in our new season, yes, TV season, uh, and we were both kind of excited about it, and I've kind of liked it. I, I think it's starting to find its groove. I mean, it's not there yet, but you got to give these shows time. Uh, they're setting up. You know, the first few episodes are setting up the main characters and now they're getting into stories and, you know, you, you know, it's, it's an interesting, it's an interesting show. I like Shamar Moore as an actor. Yep. Um, I he's think he's kind of intense. He's intense. And I like that about him. And I like that intensity he brings to the Hondo character. Um, I'm, I just, one of the things I don't like is the idea that he's having a, an affair with his boss. Right, that they're in a, a romantic relationship. Romantic relationship, the, right. The, the, She's his superior officer. And, and they know that it's a violation of the right, rules. Right, exactly. So you know that's going to come out. And it's going to happen at some point. An issue. Yeah, it's going to be an issue, right. Or they're going to break up or something's going to happen. Right. But I think, you know, and and it was interesting, the last episode, I don't know if you saw it or not, but, um, you know, she was having this conversation with uh, one of the wives mm-hmm. of uh, yeah, and and she said, yeah. The wife says, I know it's hard to be a cop, but it's harder to love one. Right. And she had that same experience at the end of the episode. Right. Where you know she he was in danger. He was in danger. She had, could only stand by and watch. Exactly. And she basically she almost said that to him, and uh, it was very close uh, to saying that to him. And and he you know, but he he's kind of clueless when it comes to that stuff. Um, and I like, I like the, uh, Jim street character. I think yep. he's, he's kind of a hot shot. They need to he, tone him down and shave the rough edges yeah. off a bit. It was a little over the top. A little bit. Yeah. Um, and, uh, the guy, uh, oh, 
Jay Harrington's character. Is it Deacon? Deacon. Yeah. Yeah. He's good. He's the level headed. Right. This is the way we do it. I like that they set up a little potential conflict, but not much. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because Deacon should have gotten the promotion, not Hondo. Right. It, when, it, when, um, it was acknowledged Buck. to be a political appointment. Right. Cause their, uh, their leader accidentally shot a, an unarmed, uh, black teenager, um, in pursuit of, actual criminals yeah, and he was fired he was fired or he quit whatever yeah however they phrased it and so then they so they appointed hondo instead of deacon right because hondo is black and, and deacon, deacon is white. white right so um but i think the the team is is kind of gelling around hondo yeah and i think that's good i like the character uh the 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 kind of weird blonde haired guy uh <laughs> Yeah, the guy who sleeps on everybody's yeah, couch. Yeah, sleeps and, on everybody's couch yeah. and kind of, yeah. I like him because he's kind of crazy and, and just a goofus. I like that. Um, I love the toys. I love the, the truck. Wasn't, I love that truck. Wasn't there an Asian guy on the team like in the first episode? Yeah, there was. And like he just disappeared. He seems to have gone. Like so from the, he was in the pilot, but he wasn't. I don't know what, that. I don't know where that guy went. I, I think they just, I think that's the thing is they just, they, they paired the team down from the pilot. They must have. Yeah. Um, there's a, uh. And then the, Jim, Jim Street's mother was in a recent episode, and Hondo had to deal with that. And she was played. Was, she was played by a, an actress that was, you know, famously, you know, young and beautiful at one point, and <laughs> and uh, kind of isn't now. And uh, or she's yeah, she's kind of, yeah. She was in Twin Peaks and uh, oh. things like that. Sherilyn Fenn, I think it is. They've uh, either aged her or done something. Uh, I don't know what they did, but. Um, maybe they did something. I don't know. She looked terrible. Of course, she was in prison, right? So that that didn't help. Um, uh, oh, one other show, and so my recommendation is SWAT. I there's one other show I want to mention before I before I hand it over to you. It's called Lethal Weapon, based on the based movie. on the movie Lethal Weapon, right? And so I'm watching this show last year. It was it's not new this year. I watched it last year, and I start. I'm still watching it this year. But at one point. Roger Murtaugh and his wife had a baby. Okay. And I have not seen that baby all year this year. <laughs> There's not even an episode where that baby's been in the episode. So the pilot or last season? All of last season, they had, they a, had baby. a baby. I think maybe even in the beginning of this year, they might've had the baby in one episode, but since then, no baby. It's like the baby disappeared. Like, where's the baby? That's weird. Yeah. Uh, they haven't said anything, so they haven't said, "Oh, yeah, the baby's out," or the you know, or they haven't done anything like that. It's like, it's like uh, Ron Howard's brother in uh, you know uh, Happy Days. He went upstairs one time and never came down. You never saw him again, right? Because <laughs> um, because Richie and Joni had a brother, Chuck, right. And he just literally disappeared. He was never spoken of again. He went up upstairs yep. in one episode yep. and then disappeared. He was never seen again. I'm wondering if they're doing, they're doing that to this baby. I've, well, you've seen that with other children uh, in TV shows, like other other kid yeah, yeah, characters they, yeah, yeah. where they've just disappeared. That's true. Um, I just think it's funny. Anyway. So, so the one thing I, I just wanted to say about SWAT is that I feel like um, it's not the most realistic show <laughs> in the sense of like a SWAT team doesn't necessarily investigate crimes. It, it you know, it shows up at high tension situation yeah it reacts yeah but in, in this they kind of like they they go around and they knock on doors and they're doing basic cop stuff true which true. which SWAT teams don't usually do in some big cities 
including Boston, SWAT is a team that just comes together for special right. things. They're regular cops, right. and then an incident happens, and they all right. join, come together. For right. They're not, they don't do it full time. Well, I heard something interesting the other day about Boston SWAT. Boston SWAT, not all Boston SWAT officers are... are no, all Boston officers, all Boston SWAT officers are motorcycle officers. Not all motorcycle officers are SWAT. Sure, sure. So the motorcycle units are filled with SWAT officers because if they're out on at an event doing something on their motorcycle, they can they zigzag through traffic yeah. and all that stuff to get back to the thing and get into the SWAT stuff and go. So I thought that was interesting. Now, New York and L.A. may be different. Um, L.A. clearly is probably different they probably have a full-time SWAT team but um, they're a big city and there's lots of stuff that goes on there okay so uh, my pick yes. me, is a TV show it's a British show oh uh, but it's third and final season is now just available on uh, Netflix called Broadchurch um, and this is a great show uh, coincidentally another police crime drama um, but this is a, a stars um, David Tennant, formerly from Doctor Who, it, as a great character, uh, Detective Inspector Alec Hardy with his, his native Scottish accent. He's really great. He's very, very gruff and grumbly uh, Scotsman. Uh, it's produced by uh, or created and written by Chris Chibnall, who is taking over Doctor Who uh, in the in next year. Uh, Olivia Coleman's in it and, and Arthur Darville and all these great British actors uh, and Jodie Whittaker, who is going to be the, the next uh, Doctor Who, is also in it. So, <laughs> Don't get me started. So we're not talking about Doctor Who, though. That's the last we're talking about. Uh, so it's, it, it, the whole first season takes place around the, the, the death of this 11-year-old uh, British boy, Danny Latimer, um, and the investigation of, of his death. Uh, and that's not spoiling anything. He dies in the very first moments of the first uh, uh, episode. In fact, I think, I feel like we talked about this once before. I think we have. But it didn't show up on the pick list, so I'm picking it anyway, and I'm picking the third season anyway. So, the second season is about the uh, the trial surrounding the guy, uh, or girl, but the the guy, because <laughs> I ruined it. The guy who, who was accused, uh, yeah, <laughs> I did it, I ruined everything. He was accused of uh, killing Danny Latimer. Okay. And then the third season is a new crime, uh, which involves um, the sexual assault of a woman um, and by someone in this small community, and they're trying to uncover it. Uh, but it, it, it was... It, you know, it could it could have been bad. It could have been like, oh, we're trying, we're we're wringing as much out of this, you know, this show as we can, and we're just retreading. It was good. It was still good. It was a good season. I liked it. There was a lot of uh, tension. tension. It also called back to something that from the first season in, in uh, Detective Inspector Hardy's. Uh, background his past had been referred to he, he had come to this town of Broadchurch under a cloud um from a previous thing and and we revisit what it is that brought him there and we get some closure on that and it was good i, I really enjoyed it so if you haven't watched it uh, it's it's available for the first time in the u.s now on netflix uh the third season so definitely give it a watch uh, it was a great. It's only three seasons. They're not making any more. Uh, so David Tennant kind of got rooked twice by Doctor Who, if you think about it. Well, no, Broadchurch ended before the the Chris Chibnall was going to Doctor Who. This it's not it it, it 
Broadchurch didn't end because of Doctor Who. Are you sure about that? Yes, because Broadchurch, they, they filmed and broadcast the last episode of Broadchurch like more than a year ago. Okay. Yeah, this was like the, the this came out, like this, this season came out last spring uh, in Britain originally. And so they had, and they had filmed it in 2016, I think it was. So this was, this was long before. All right. My see when when I heard that Chris Chibnall was coming in, coming to take over Doctor Who, I was kind of hoping that maybe David Tennant would come back. That would have been nice. That would have been cool. There, or you know, have or just have him come in on as as Detective Inspector Hardy as the Doctor <laughs> to be this gruff this gruff Scotsman. That would have been funny. Well, I mean, it would have been nice to have had yeah some. Well, all right. I'm not. We, gonna we're get not to talking it. about Doctor. Who and the controversial casting. Ugh, That's so for the aggravated. Secrets of Doctor Who podcast, which I do with my friends Jimmy Aiken and Father Corey Stika. And you can find that at sqpn.com. Uh, oh, Secrets sure. Yeah. So go check that out. Go check that out. Uh, we also just recently did Secrets of the Orville. Listen to three guys who agree about the casting of... Uh, no, we don't, actually. We don't all agree. Uh, no? No. Who disagrees? Uh, I think I think both G- Jimmy and Father Corey are like me. We, we're all we're reserving judgment. Okay, on- so it's three guys that agree but we don't necessarily agree that it was a good casting call we just think we're reserving judgment you know why <laughs> this is america we can judge stuff before it happens <laughs> we can we can prejudge people. we can prejudge just things. guilty until proven innocent That's, we can do whatever we want <laughs> it's television it's, it's television it's, it's fandom it's podcast. fandom yes. this is so secrets a, of the orville yeah, and secrets yeah. of star trek discovery also those oh well i will say i did listen to your episode on secrets of the orville and i really liked it um and i liked how it was about the uh, whole first half of the season yeah and you got into all the little different things and i was glad to see that uh father Corey agreed with me on the uh um, the krill episode about the religion about the religion the stuff yep um and uh yeah no it was it was good it was it was a it was a good episode i i really like that and i would i will listen to secrets of uh star trek discovery because that's another show that's kind of on hiatus till january mm-hmm. and uh why i don't know um but i think um yeah, it's that's been an interesting that's been an interesting year on on half a year on on Star Trek too. Um, lots of stuff going on. Um, there was another show recently that ended on a cliffhanger. Um, oh, the Brave. Oh, wait. Brave on on yeah. Not this past Monday, right, the Monday before. It was a two parter. Yeah, and that the the. the, the, the the second fall the, season ended yeah. on a cliffhanger. Oh, we're gonna have to wait till January for that. Yeah. yeah, I mean the Brave is okay. I like the Brave. Yeah, I mean it's okay. It's it's again it's sort of like SWAT, sort of like NCIS. It's it depicts something that's it's not necessarily um, realistic in many ways, but it's an enjoyable story that they're telling. I enjoy that, and I enjoy SEAL Team. SEAL Team, SEAL Team is, I feel like, is more realistic. It they feels kind of more, more realism. Yeah, and I really, enjoy, I do really enjoy that. Yeah. I think that might be my favorite new show of the season. It might be mine too. Even over Orville and Star Trek Discovery. As yeah. much as I enjoy those shows, I, I really, I look forward to. I look SEAL forward Team. to SEAL Team. Yeah. I do too. I, I think David Boreanaz was great in it. He's been very good. Yeah. So, and there was like no suspense when they picked that guy to be on the team. He had to be. Yeah. Right. This is the, the, He's in the star credits. Right. <laughs> Sorry, you're off the show. Yeah, yeah. You're you're in the star credits, but you're going to be on the B team that's never on any episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not a whole lot of suspense there. 
All right. So uh, let's wrap up this. Yeah, let's let's wrap it up. All Um, right. Well, this has been the Father's Show. It has. And uh, we're going to see you again perhaps after Christmas. So have a Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Uh, You can find links to everything we talked about and our picks of the week on our website at thefathersshow.com. You can email us at feedback at thefathershow.com. Tell us what you think. Tell us how what we're right on, what we're wrong on, what you think we should talk about. Uh, tell us to stop talking about the Patriots. That's Tell us something. Tell us something. We want to hear from you. Uh, on Twitter, the show is uh, at thefathershow. I'm at betnet, B-E-T-T-N-E-T. I'm at chines, C-H-I-N-E-S. Uh, we're on Facebook at facebook.com slash thefathershow. If you like the show, please recommend it to your friends. Share links to our website on social media. Write a review of the podcast on iTunes. Go to our Facebook page and hit like and share and all that sort of stuff. It, it all helps. And, uh, and with that, thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you soon. So long. <laughs>